So try to listen to the individual and understand what is going to help them in that moment to perform at their best in that moment. And their best in that moment might not be their very best that they've ever achieved or ever could achieve, but it's as good as you can get out of them. And it's as good as it's good for them at the same time. Hi, and welcome to Helping You Perform. I'm your host, Paul Teasdale. Over a career working with high-performing teams from across the globe, including seven years working with Formula One team McLaren, I've learned a lot about what it takes to drive results. In this weekly podcast series, I'm going to be bringing you tips, tricks, and insights from the world of Formula One that you can apply for your organization for your own high performance. Enjoy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Helping You Perform, where I bring tips, tricks, insights, and stories from the world of F1 and beyond and help you to apply those learnings to accelerate your own performance. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, which is episode 50. We've made the 50 mark, which was all about different types of data, qualitative and quantitative data. So what's the difference between the two and how can you use them and how can you use them together for the best insights? This week, I'm going to have a slightly different uh, angle and something that's uh, a personal story to me very recently, but also some things that I've been impacted with not only in my own career, but I've seen through the world of F1 as well. And this is something that is pretty much guaranteed to hit all of us at some stage or another. And that is performing through grief and performing through bereavement. Um, Sadly, I lost my father only recently. And, you know, at some stage, you've got to get back into work, you've got to get back into your business, into what you're doing and perform. And that can be difficult because you've got so many things going on in your mind, so many things to do logistically, uh, but also so many things that are stopping you from performing at your best. So I'm going to share a couple of stories um, and some examples of dealing with bereavement in the workplace. Um, But I don't want any of this episode to be about advice. You know, me, I'm not a therapist. Uh, If you do um, really struggle with any of this, please do reach out to some uh, professionals, get professional help. Um, but it is an area, as I say, that sooner or later, we're all going to be impacted by in one way or another. Now, the first time that I was impacted uh, by this was in one of my first jobs working in a sausage factory. And I was uh, sort of unfortunate enough to be a young manager in a situation that I had never prepared for and wasn't prepared for, which was one of my employees actually sadly died whilst in work on their shift on the shop floor in front of everybody else. And dealing with that immediate situation was bad enough. But then have, as a manager trying to help people through that bereavement someone who was well known and loved within the team themselves was actually married to somebody else in the team and so at some stage you've actually got to get the business back up and running so how do you sort of manage that delicate balance and it was something i was completely unprepared for but luckily i had some managers and some uh, some role models and some mentors that could really help me to sort of think this through take a balanced and guided approach and learn from the experience as well. And the other side that I wanted to give the sort of example that I saw in the world of McLaren 
was, I mean, there's there's a few examples actually. One was the, uh, I guess, the death of Bruce McLaren himself, you know, the founder of the organization and very much the sort of heartbeat of the organization who sadly died in a car crash. Um, but what they would do at McLaren, they would celebrate his death and celebrate his life more than anything by firstly putting quotes all around the place, you know, making it feel as if it's his celebrating his story. But on his birthday, uh, they did a really unique thing, which is instead of a, a moment silence, they would do a moment of noise. Because as you can imagine, sort of race cars are not the quietest things. And if you are a race car enthusiast, then you don't really, you're not after silence. The thing that gets your energy up is that sort of revving of the engines and, uh, you know, the sort of um, big, loud machines. And they would get the loudest machine that they've got and just for a minute, just rev the hell out of that and just celebrate the sport and the individual who loved that sport so much. And that's a, you know, a sort of real learning through all of this is what can you find to celebrate the life of the individual? You know, how can you find a way? And there were a number of other examples at McLaren where sadly people had died either in service or um, out after retiring from the business. And they would sort of commemorate those individuals with little things on the car. So it might just be a little quote from that individual, might, might be a little picture or something that's there, but they would celebrate it by making that car unique in celebration of that individual and what they brought to the organization. So throughout all of this, and this is a big learning journey for me as I'm going through this process myself, you know, it's about that balance of at some stage, you know, you've got to get back to work. In some stage, you know, you need to be performing. But you also need a bit of time and space to get things done behind the scenes and to get you in the right headspace. So as a leader, what are some of the things you could do? And as, as I said, again, I don't want to be giving advice on this, but some of my thoughts are around purely just conversations, showing that you care for the individual. You know, going back when I've gone back into the office and the organization I'm working with at the moment, all the individuals who I've worked with have come and had a real one-on-one -on -one personal caring conversation. They've shared their story. They've also, you know, listened to me and to my situation. Try to understand how you can help. And that's a really tough one is like, where, how can you help people? And it might be something as simple as helping with logistics. You know, can we move some, can we cook you a meal? Can we, you know, make sure that something is easy for you such that you can get your head in the right space for something else. What do you need and when are you going to be ready for something? And don't force it upon people. But also celebrate, you know, find ways of celebrating the individual. You know, it's a, um, there was a great obituary for my father, uh, for the company that he used to um, run and operate and actually set up from scratch. And they, they were there celebrating his life and the impact he's had on that organization and on the, all the individuals in that organization as well. So I'm learning a lot from this throughout the whole process, but it is something that is going to be deeply personal to each and every person. So when you've got somebody going through grief and trying to be back in the workplace and perform, bear that in mind and understand what is performance in that moment. It doesn't have to be 100%. It doesn't have to be all encompassing. It can just be the thing that gets them moving as well as keeps the organization moving as well. 
And the best advice I can give in all of this is have the conversation. And at the very least, ask if it's okay to have the conversation. Because some people aren't ready for the conversation, some people are, and they want to talk and get it out there. I'm obviously one of those people who benefits from actually talking this stuff through, uh, either with individuals or just throwing it out into the ether on my podcast. Uh, because that helps me internalize some of these things. So try to listen to the individual and understand what is going to help them in that moment to perform at their best in that moment. And their best in that moment might not be their very best that they've ever achieved or ever could achieve, but it's as good as you can get out of them. And it's as good as it's good for them at the same time. So if you are going through any of this right now, as I say, reach out to me. I'm always willing to have a chat. I'm not a therapist, but I am someone who will listen. Reach out to somebody close to you. Have the conversation. Understand what it is that you need, what you're going through. Even just to talk it through can sometimes really help. And ultimately, get out there. You know, Find a way to get your performance and celebrate the life of the individual as well. You know, What would they want you to be doing right now? How would they want to be seeing you performing at your best? And that's a big motivator for me. So I hope you've enjoyed this slightly different episode. And as I say, if you want to have a chat at any point, please reach out. But high performance in the situation of grief and bereavement is going to be real for a lot of us throughout our careers at some point. So please do have a think about it. If you can get prepared mentally for your team, for yourself, for the individuals within your team, then find a way to have that conversation and perform at your best in that moment. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Helping You Perform podcast. If you found value in this episode, please take a moment to like, share, or review the podcast. You can reach out to me at any time, either through LinkedIn or through my website at www.paulteasdale.co.uk. I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode.